heroism is not always easy to be found in a war or an invasion like what happened that Saturday morning. But there is one 26-year-old woman who lives a mile from the Gaza border in a small village, a kibbutz. That woman saved the day. Inbar Lieberman leads a security team of 12 for her small kibbutz called Niram. When the sirens sounded, Hamas rockets firing overhead, Inbar shook off her sleep. She didn't wait for orders that came later. She rolled out of bed, immediately contacting her team. Rather than wait, she passed out weapons and had them positioned if trouble came. It did a short time later, and a firefight ensued. But they were ready, and in the end, 25 Hamas were taken down as they tried to storm the small community of 700. They failed. The town was saved. Not so elsewhere. Don't forget, even now, Jesus lives to intercede for those who believe in him. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a series called Israel at War. Today, I want us to go back to Israel, and I want to talk with a Jewish husband and wife who both follow Jesus. You might remember, on our Monday program, we spoke with Esther Zadok as the war broke out. We're going to hear again from her and her pastor husband, David Zadok. Both will share how their hope in Christ is all the stronger today. After the program, I want to give you an opportunity to bring help and hope to Israel. Our phones are ringing here at Haven today. God's people are joining us in praying for peace in the Holy Land. May all of us be in prayer. But there's more that you can do. We're partnering with Jews for Jesus, the largest Christian organization in Israel, to provide blankets, clothes, personal items, even food to the displaced in the south of Israel along the Gaza border. But here's where it's significant. They're handing out free New Testaments with the Psalms to people who want them. And people are wanting them right now. This campaign is called Hope and Help for Israel. Every dollar you send for Israel goes to Israel. We don't take a handling fee. Call us after the program or give on our website. Tell us how much for Israel, how much for Haven. We could really use your help right now as well. We'll keep the funds totally separate and wire your gift to Israel directly to Jews for Jesus. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, haventoday.org haventoday.org And now let's open with a song we need to hear at a time like this God Moves in a Mysterious Way with Matt Pop. God moves in a mysterious way His wonders to perform He plants His footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm Deep in Of never failing skill, he treasures up his bright designs and works his sovereign will. Judge not the Lord by feeble sins, but trust him.
Opening this haven today in a program called Israel at War, that's Matt Papa. God moves in a mysterious way. I'm Charles Morris. On our Monday program, we heard from a pastor's wife. Her name is Esther Zadok. Let's go to Israel right now. Let's meet up with a pastor who we've had on the program many times before, David Zadok. You pastor a church just outside uh, Tel Aviv. Uh, Many of your congregation have been affected by the war that's going on right now. You're getting ready to have a church-wide meeting in just a few minutes to just go over the response that you're doing. You also happen to run the oldest Christian ministry in Israel. Uh, David, you didn't even get to have church last week. Everybody was in their bomb shelters. Uh, you were in Finland preaching. You barely made it home a couple days ago uh, on one of the only flights to get back home. What in the world are you going to preach this weekend uh, to God's people, your flock? Yeah, you know, it's interesting when uh, you mentioned that I was in Finland preaching. Uh, as soon as I landed, the war started. And on Sunday morning, I told my family to pray for me because I told them, I know how I'm going to end my sermon. I have no idea how to start it. And I think that that's uh, very much uh, about this coming Saturday. Last Saturday, of course, we had to uh, cancel totally um, our service. Uh, by the way, just just so people realize the challenge, during the whole time of COVID, not once we canceled our services. You know, we sometimes we had it by Zoom, but not one Saturday we canceled. And this was the first time in the history of the church, almost almost 50 years that you had to cancel. So you can understand the magnificence of what is happening. Mm-hmm. hmm So where do you go in Scripture? Uh, you know, uh, two days ago we had a, another prayer meeting that we had another one just uh, in a couple of minutes. And I read, uh, first of all, from uh, Joshua chapter 1, uh, as the leadership was passed from Moses to Joshua, and God uh, three times uh, encourages Joshua to be courageous and to move forward and that he would keep the promises. And then, of course, he brings it back uh, to the Word of God, that this uh, book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And that's, of course, what we need to do even in this horrible time. The second was just uh, reading from Psalm 91, that that's probably would be uh, most likely also this Saturday. I would be using one of the Psalms. And I'm even thinking about using the book of Esther, because that's probably uh, one of the close time uh, that we are uh, uh, considering nowadays, even though we are far from what was going to happen uh, to to the Jewish people um, in Susa. Um, and yet we know how God uh, used Mordecai and Esther uh, to deliver his people. Um, and what seemed to be kind of the end uh, was really actually a great beginning. And that's really the message that we find in the whole of the gospel from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, We see challenges, we see God's judgment. But the last word of God, it's always a word of hope. Because God is the faithful God. God is the God of Israel. uh, That he would keep his promises and his covenants also with us. So we Mm -hmm. have a great hope, despite of all the darkness and all the tears and all the funerals that almost every hour uh, is uh, is around us. And how ironic that your wife, whose name is Esther, we had on the program 
the Monday after the war started. And we're going to hear from Esther, who goes by Eddie, in just a moment. Remind us, David, the story of Esther and how it looked so bleak for the Jewish people then. Why does that give you strength and hope today? But just remind us the story. Yeah, well, the story is about Haman. Uh, his name starts also with H, just like Hamas. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, he felt that he needed to destroy uh, the people of Israel, the Jewish people, because they didn't give him uh, the honor that he thought he deserves. And yet, uh, it's interesting because in the book of Esther, it's the only book uh, in the scripture that the name of God doesn't appear. And yet the hand of God is all over in that book, in just the way that uh, uh, that the king, uh, he divorces, quote, quote, uh, his wife Vashti. And then of all the women, uh, all the virgins uh, in the whole of the, uh, the empire, uh, Esther is the one that he chooses. And this young woman, how God uses her uh, in the king's palace to turn away the plan of Haman um, to hang all of the Jews in all of the empire in one day. He wanted to liquidate. He wanted to eliminate all Jews from the face of the earth, didn't Haman? Exactly. And that's exactly what Hamas has declared. That's what you find in the website. Uh, and of course, we know how the story of the book of Esther ends. Uh, all of the plans that Haman had for the Jewish people uh, happened exactly to him. Uh, it was him that at the end he was uh, hanged and also his, uh, his uh, children. Um, and the evil that he was planning uh, for God's people, God turned it on him. And and it's very interesting. I opened the program before we brought you on. I opened the program quoting from a leader of Hamas who said as recently as last December, we need to wipe Jews off the face of the earth. But then after that, we're going after the Christians. We need to get rid of all the Christians on the face of the earth. So you're praying then that the Lord will use evil for good, and that as a result of this, Jews will come to faith in Yeshua, in Jesus. Yes, Joseph and his brothers, at the end when he revealed himself, he said, you meant it for evil, but God used it for good. Mm. And he saved not only the Jewish people, but also the Egyptians. And that's, of course, our prayer, too, that Muslims, and we've seen Muslims, even during ISIS, in vast numbers, come to faith in Yeshua. Well, David, thank you very much. I, I know you have a prayer meeting going. You're actually speaking to us right now uh, from your sanctuary. Let's pass the microphone over to Esther. Eddie, my wife Janet and I have been praying for you every single day since this broke out. And there you were in the bomb shelter as all those missiles, 26, headed in towards just your suburb of Tel Aviv, and you were ministering to people who were hunkered down in their bomb shelters. Um, tell me about your daughter. You have three children, two girls, and then you have a son. Um, one of your daughters is on the front line in a special way, isn't she? Yes, our daughter Mayan is the one that is always wants to help, to volunteer, to be where the need is. So she was with us the first day of the war, but the second day she said, I will go back to Bersheva. She doesn't have a shelter in her own apartment, but she said, I don't care, you know, I'll be fine. 
So she looked for things to do. So what she did, the first thing was to serve coffee and tea and uh, sweets uh, to to the many um, you know people that were in the hospital. Soroka Hospital in Beersheba had the, most of the injured people were f- taken there, the first wave of the injured. So mm-hmm. uh, she was helping with that. And um, last night she was asked to be in... Um, uh, in, in the deliver like not delivery room, but to be you know uh, where the the pregnant women before they are delivered, they had only one nurse on staff. I don't I can't remember in English um, the word, but uh, so she was there for the night helping you know just helping the nurse caring in for the needs of the pregnant lady that they were about to give birth before giving birth, and um, so well, that's what she did. Uh, she is visiting an elderly Holocaust survivor during the day and another single uh, old lady that uh, doesn't have anybody, a Jewish Romanian lady. So that's what she does. She is looking for things to do every day. I think that may be the actual Romanian lady that's written me before and listens to Haven Today uh, that goes and is is involved with your church. You're, You're seeing your congregation mobilize uh, for the sake of helping others to be the hands and the feet of Jesus right now. Everybody's getting involved, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, we're all involved. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's uh, different actions people want to do, people want to help. So the first thing was providing food. There wasn't enough food uh, for the reservists. You know, they were called in and there was no time for to organize food for so many people. So in our area, there is a big base and food was being delivered to them today i picked up um the daughter of somebody from our congregation that uh their base is just near us she said yeah they spoiled us we're not on the front but still you know we were given food somebody came and you know just the restaurants bring food to the bases uh try to encourage the soldiers but especially those that are around the gaza strip and also now in the north so many people are doing a lot of things. It's unbelievable. Eddie, when the week began, you told us, we had you on the air last Monday, mm. you told us the story of that family in Sterot. Uh 15 hours in the bomb shelter. What's happened to that family now? Are they okay? Yes. Um, the wife and the two children are now safe in a kibbutz. Uh, today, she just asked if we can provide more groceries because she feels that they take too much food from the people that host them. And the husband has been uh, enlist, uh, enrolled, drafted, but he's not in a dangerous place. So okay. we were praying for him because it, it, it was tough for him. But still, you know, he, he, he wanted to be there and help. So they're safe. Thank God. And the husband suffers from PTSD already. And I remember asking David when he was still on his way back, what happened to the husband? And he said, he's in the reserves. He's, he's having, he has PTSD and he's still having to serve because everybody's got to do their bit right now. Exactly. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So that's the reality. Yes. Okay. Now you're not the preacher in the family. You're sitting next to the preacher in the family, David, Mm -hmm. but you're the preacher's wife. So I'm going to let you preach to me for a minute here. Mm-hmm. Your name is Esther, Eddie. Mm. What comfort do you personally take from 
the story of Esther, who you were named for by your parents? I think just to see how God protected the perfect plan of God, you know, and again, you know, what was evil, it turned into, you know, good. And, and just to know that God protects his people. And I think this is just amazing, you know, that that encourages, you know, that despite it's like, you know, the, the history is not changing. You know, we have many enemies, but God is in control. And it's the same that we see, you know, God cares for his people. Okay. One last thing. Let's go back to David right now. David, I should say Reverend Dr. David Zadok, you just got your D-men from a seminary in the United States. Um, would you mind leading us in prayer? Sure. And I'll ask all of our listeners, everywhere in North America, everywhere around the world, figuratively at least, bow your heads and let a brother in Christ lead us in prayer right now. Our triune God, uh, we we come before you, uh, honoring and glorifying your name for who you are. We do know that, Father, in these uh, dark times, there is not one inch in our universe that you are not in control. The numbers of our hairs, you know, and not a hair falls from our head without your knowledge. And so we do know that even in this horrific time, you have a purpose. And we know, Father, that... Uh, you do all things uh, for your glory uh, and for the good uh, of your people. So we do pray, Father, that through this time that you would bring us out strongly, united, not just as a nation, but particularly uh, that the, the body of Messiah would be stronger. We pray for the many who are in this time hearing the gospel and seeing the gospel through the various means of congregations that are helping and supporting. And we pray, Father, that you would open the hearts of our people. And at the same time, Father, we know that uh, the Palestinians uh, in Gaza, uh, even the, those terrorists in Hamas, they need the gospel uh, desperately, if not more than anyone else. So we even at this time, we pray for them that you would uh, open their hearts and that you would turn them uh, from the dark world in which they are to the light of Christ. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. We keep praying for you, David, Eddie, Zadok. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide In every change he faithful will remain Be still my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend Through thorny ways Leads to a joyful end Be still my soul Thy God doth undertake To guide the future as he has the past 
that God is still our refuge no matter what's going on the Norton Hall Band and be still my soul on Haven today I'm Charles Morris and the program's called Israel at War there would be war and not just rumors of war signs of the Lord's return Jesus told us that and there's war right now in the Holy Land I'm praying that more Jews and even Muslims will come to faith before Christ's return I'm not forecasting the day or the hour, but I'm asking you to partner with us, along with Jews for Jesus, to give hope and help to Israel. Food, blankets, other needed items, along with New Testaments and Psalms, to those displaced by the Hamas attack in the south of Israel. What you give will be given in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, not a dime for haven. Every dollar you send for Israel goes to Israel, no handling fee. Tell us when you call how much you want to send to Israel and how much to Haven. We'll keep it separate. Pray about sending a little more to Haven today. Here's our number. And please, don't forget, do it right now. Just call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or read more about what we've been doing by going right now to our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me so much. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven 
today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Did your parents ever warn you about hanging out with the wrong crowd? Maybe you were the wrong crowd. But we all know certain types of people who seem to be bad influences, troublemakers, tempters. Well, ancient Israel had plenty of nations around her, and Moab was certainly part of the wrong crowd. That's why it's so surprising to hear these words of Ruth, the Moabitess. Your people will be my people, your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. She said that to her mother-in-law, Naomi, and she meant it. This Gentile became a believer in Yahweh. And you know, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, Jew or Gentile alike. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.